Hello, welcome everybody to the Believe Podcast Network. This is Betting Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos. I'm riding solo today. It's Friday. It's going to be a Bears-Vikings weekend coming up here at week four. And let's just get right to it. I'm calling this my Friday Five. I don't know if they're five points. I might do more. I don't care. But let's just get right into the keys of the game for a Bears victory this weekend. Bears 2-1, Vikings 2-1. Packers lost last night. They're 3-1. The winner of this game goes into a tie for first place. So a lot on the line. These teams know each other very well. So let's take a look at a couple keys to the game here. I know we all want to talk about the offense, but let's start first on defense. Big play, key to the game for me is wide receiver of the Vikings, Stephon Diggs, across the middle. Now, I know what you're thinking, Stephon Diggs. He's fast. He's a burner. He gets downfield. But I'm more worried about him across the middle. The Bears' defense is elite, but teams have made tons of positive yardage from two very specific plays. One of them is that quick two-step drop, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, get it out to the flat for a couple of quick yards and get a high percentage completion. The other one is, and teams have been able to hit the Bears a couple times on this per game, is that little soft spot in the coverage in the middle. This is where Diggs comes into play. Now, if Diggs can beat one of our corners, catch the ball, and it turns into a foot race between a linebacker or an adjusting safety, that could be a huge, huge, huge play in the game. So keep an eye on that, Bears fans. They're going to try and go for it at some point, and it'll just be a matter of whether we can get the right coverage or not to take that down. Let's keep going. Key number two, stay on the defensive side. The Bears have allowed only three runs of 10 yards or more this season. Dalvin Cook coming into the game averaging 125 yards a game. Now, he's not the most elusive back, but he has top-end speed, so basically if he gets an open lane and gets a full head of steam, he's gone. The Bulls need, the Bears need to be able to bottle that up. They have to contain the big plays from Dalvin Cook. And also, they have to contain the big plays from Alexander Madison. That rookie has looked pretty decent so far. And that's what's going to keep the Vikings on the field is their their ability to run the football in short yardage situations and be able to hopefully get some big plays. Now, let's be real. The Bears are going to allow more than 10 yards uh, plus running yards multiple times this season. But I think the idea is to be able to limit that. And for Dalvin Cook, stay out of the 40, 50, 60-yard rushing totals early on in the game, later in the game. Just got to cut down on those big plays. We've all been waiting for it. Let's talk about the offense. Guys, on offense, the dress rehearsal is over. The first three games for Mitch Trubisky have pretty much gone according to plan like this. Week one, Trubisky hit the ground. Week two against the Broncos, Trubisky got up. And now last week against the Redskins, Trubisky finally landed a punch. But now Bears fans, we want Trubisky to win the fight. But I think there's a bigger question going on that we're not really considering. Bears fans want to see our offense make progress. We want to see those explosive plays. We want to look like that offense that was very similar to what we had last year. But let me ask you a question, Bears fans, and then I want you to take your emotions into account when you're watching the game on Sunday. Who's the Bears' number two receiver right now? Taylor Gabriel, out with a concussion. Probably isn't going to play in week four. Who is our number two receiver? Chances are, for the Vikings, Xavier Rhodes, top-notch corner, is going to shadow Allen Robinson. So who is it going to be if it isn't going to be Taylor Gabriel? This is a huge X factor in the game. And let me ask you, where is Anthony Miller? We've been talking about it on Betting Chicago now for the last three weeks. He's played maybe 30 or 40 snaps all season. 
Last week had a couple of targets, one of them, one that he probably could have caught with two hands, tried to extend out with one hand. Maybe he's a little afraid to maybe dive and catch the ball because of past shoulder injuries. Where is that production going to come from? Is it going to come from Javon Wims? Where is Riley Ridley, the pick that we traded up for to get? Who is that number two receiver? Is it really reasonable to expect the Bears' offense to take a step forward and look like that explosive unit and Trubisky is throwing the ball all over the field if they don't have a number two receiver and Allen Robinson's getting bottled up by Rhodes? And that's what makes Trubisky more predictable. Now, all the stuff that we've been talking about recently, Trubisky's eyes, his lack of confidence, the accuracy, these are all evident and obvious problems. But the thing that makes Trubisky great and the Bears' offense great is that unpredictability. Tariq Cohen hasn't done much this season. To this point right now, Taylor Gabriel outside of last week's game hadn't done much either. What is happening production-wise from the outside? People complain all the time Trubisky's not completing passes of 10 yards or more. Well, who is he throwing to, guys? Who is the number two receiver on this team? Allen Robinson is having a great year, a solid year, still waiting to catch his first touchdown. But he's producing. He's putting up points. But here's the deal. If there isn't someone on the other side, it makes us very, very predictable. What happens in this game if the Bears' offense doesn't look great? Are we going to kill Trubisky again? Bears fans, are you going to freak out if we just run the football, try not to make mistakes, try not to make turnovers, but create turnovers and win the football game? I think it's about time... That Bears fans, we've had so much expectation coming into this season. The defense is amazing. We think we can win a Super Bowl. But I think we've gotten too focused on style points as Bears fans. We just need to focus on winning football games. It doesn't need to look flashy. It doesn't need to look awesome. And honestly, if you want style and flash, wait one more week until they play the Raiders in London. Then, if they don't look the same, then then you can, you can harp and complain all you want. But this week is all about just winning the football game. And for Trubisky, do not expect him to look fantastic. This might get difficult. Now you're saying, well, where can we loosen that up? Where can we make it happen? Obviously, the running game has been a work in progress. We've been talking about that for a while. But I'm looking at you, Tariq Cohen. It's time, Mr. Joystick. You haven't done much this year. We need to find some way, any way, to get him involved in the offense. And I think the best way to do that is in the passing game. I think handing him the ball off, running RPOs with Tariq Cohen, it's a great idea. It's a great, um, it's a great flash for the opposition to think about. It's a good decoy. But really the only way to get Tariq Cohen into the game is getting him into space, catching the football with yards after the catch, with room to run. Another fun fact about the Bears' offense that you might enjoy and keep an eye on Trey Burton came back to the lineup last week with four catches for 20 yards. Last week, the Vikings. Now, they took care of the Raiders pretty handily, but the Raiders tight end Darren Waller caught 13 passes for 134 yards against the Vikings. So, yes, some of those were garbage yards, but still the tight end position was able to be exploited within their defense, and that's why I'm looking at you, Trey Burton. Trey Burton has worked his way back from a hernia surgery. He's worked his way back from a groin injury. He's had strength issues. He's had a hard time getting into the flow of the offense. But last week, he actually looked pretty decent. Granted, he only caught those four passes. But it's time for him to start looking like that player that caught six touchdowns over the first eight games of last season. Now's the time to make it happen. And Bears fans, if they score 18 to 24 points and we win the football game, be happy. 
Don't give Trubisky a hard time. This is not the week for him to become a world beater. This is not for him to take too many chances. The Vikings are the only team in the NFL that has played Trubisky five times. As much as the Vikings know Trubisky, Trubisky knows the Vikings, and he knows that he cannot take those kinds of risks. Back to the defensive side real quick, since we're talking quarterbacks. Is it fair to say that Khalil Mack is in Kirk Cousins' head? If you check out ESPN.com, they just did a whole piece on how Kirk Cousins constantly thinks about Khalil Mack, probably when he's awake, probably when he's asleep, probably when he's at the gym, probably when he's eating dinner at the Olive Garden. In one game against Cousins last season, Mack had one sack, one fumble recovery, and one fumble in his face over and over and over again. Granted, he was limited in that second game, and the Bears had already kind of clinched their playoffs in the second game last year, but still he was all over him, hitting him, pressuring him. I think uh, Mack only played maybe 25 snaps in that game and still had five quarterback hurries. That's pretty good. So if you're worried about the Vikings' run game, do not worry about Kirk Cousins. As long as we get a hand in his face, he will make mistakes. They're in the same boat that we're in. You know, they have Thielen and they have Diggs, but can they really throw the ball? Can they really stretch the field against the Bears' uh, defense? I'm not so sure. With the type of pressure that the Bears have been getting through the first three weeks, it is going to be a very interesting matchup against a Vikings offensive line that has only allowed two sacks all season long. So real quick, before I go, let's take a look at some of the betting lines for this game, some of the stuff that I like, some of the stuff that I don't like. I think both these offenses are going to struggle in this game. So you've got some interesting numbers here with the overs. Over 41.5 points is plus 125. Over 44.5 is plus 180. Now, the only reason why I probably like that over 41.5 is because defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown is plus 230 right now. I like that a whole lot. With Kirk Cousins on the field, a little fumble, a little pick six. A defensive tutty for the Bears is definitely up for the making right now. And at plus 230, if you're able to combine that with over 41.5 at plus 125, you could be looking at a nice little haul here. The Bears are minus two. I don't really like that number. That definitely seems like that's in the Vegas zone right there. That could go either way. There is also one of my favorite bets. We brought it up on Betting Chicago before. I always love Bears first half. Bears at minus six and a half. First half is plus 220. Again, you know why I love that? Because the score just has to be 10 to three. The Bears offense doesn't even have to look very good. The Bears defense just has to play the way that it normally plays, and you can easily win that bet there. So that's something to keep an eye on. Under 32.5 is plus 180. Now, a lot of pundits and a lot of experts out there are calling for a very, very low-scoring game. I don't see it that low-scoring. I do see perhaps a defensive touchdown in there. Um, I do see a couple of touchdowns, at least from one or the other offense, and a couple of field goals there out there on the lakefront. But under 32.5, I would stay away from that. Overall, I think the Bears win 24-20. to I do not like the minus two, even though I'm picking that final score, so buyer beware there. You could maybe possibly tease that out, maybe tease it down or tease it up if you've got a couple of parlays. But this week is just an old school, black and blue, bruised up divisional rivalry between the Vikings and the Bears. Who really knows what to expect? Both of these offenses in the passing game aren't really where they want to be right now. The Vikings running game is doing a little bit better than the Bears running game, but the Bears defense is completely ready for that Vikings running game. 
And conversely, the Vikings' defensive line is very talented. The Bears are going to have to get the ball out of their hands, which is great, but that doesn't mean that there's going to be a lot of explosive plays. Can Trubisky sustain drives? All of these factors lead up to a possible low-scoring game. So keep that in mind, Bears fans. Now, I know I pick the Bears every single week. I'm doing it one more time. I'm probably going to do it again against the Raiders. And then as we get deeper into the season, you know, they got some matchups against the Eagles, the Rams, the Chargers. Trust me, I'm not that big of a homer. I just, uh, that's just, I'm calling it like I see it right now. I think Bears 24-20. I like that number a whole lot. And that's probably going to do it. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to make it really tight and sweet for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me on the Believe Podcast Network. This is Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. Join me next week. We are going to do a post-mortem on the Chicago Cubs. Just not ready to talk about it yet, fans. We're... Are they going to win another game? I don't know. They've lost nine in a row. But I do have a lot of thoughts for the offseason. I do have some moves that I would like to see them to make. Granted, just my opinion. And then after that, of course, we're going to stick with the Bears. And then coming up, you guys, we also are going to go through some Chicago Bulls over-unders and Chicago Blackhawks over-and-unders. There's more than one team in this town. I know we're talking a lot about the Bears right now, but that seems to be at the forefront of the conversation. But we've got some other teams in Chicago coming up that I love deeply, that you love deeply, that we want to talk about, that we're going to have guests that we're going to want to talk about too as well. So stick around for that. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Betting Chicago. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 